This episode of Council of First Ones was recorded on May 18, 2014. Special thank you to Hello, and welcome to another episode of Council of the First Ones. I'm Kelly, host of Toys and Tunes. Joining me is Yoni. How's everything over there, Yoni? Mm, fine, fine. Nothing. Planning on <laughs> planning on going on a brownie convention here in Finland um, in, in July. Ah, I hope you're going to be recording or taking photos for us. Well, if you, I actually manage to go there, yes. Because yeah, I know I'm going to go to the Big Apple Pony Con in June. They invited me to come and spend the weekend with the Bronies and Pega sisters. Any good guests, Yoni? Well, there's one voice actor from the show and then the uh, music composer. Oh, Daniel Ingram's coming over? Yes, and then Tabitha. Ah. Yeah, I know Tabitha's going to be at, I believe she's at the Big Apple one. I think also Daniel, I forget the others because there's quite a few. I know the voice actress for Spike will be there, Rarity. Applejack, Rainbow Dash. So, I know I'm looking forward to my first BronyCon. But also joining us today is Renee from Nerds on the Couch. Hello, everybody. I mean, it's so long since we've talked. (laughs) (laughs) I've already done my homework. I've gone to see Godzilla. (laughs) I have, too. And uh, just to let people know, I am going to... I watched it in 3D, and I'll let everybody know if it was 3D worthy. Well, so did I. Yeah. Previews. Uh, it's it's a huge it's a huge hit of a movie right now. So, and there's a good reason why it's a huge hit of a movie. I mean, it's already broken box office records for the month of May, opening day. Yeah. Well, I'll say this: I want to see it again. I'm tempted to go see it once more, but then there's a couple more films coming out, and we've talked about the price yeah. of the film in my area. <laughs> Yeah, Kelly, you don't want to know how much an IMAX ticket here costs. Let's just say half of what you pay. I mean, I went to a matinee of the IMAX, and it was still quite a bit. And I know Malnificent is supposed to be coming out next weekend, and I want to go see that. I saw the previews in 3D, and it looks pretty good. Angelo, Angelo Jolie finally found the right part. Oh, yeah, that was great casting choice. Oh, yes. But if you want to catch our reviews, you need to check into Nerds on the Couch Thursday night. (laughs) (laughs) A little plug for us, for the other one. Okay. Unfortunately, I've got some sad news to report. Friday, one of our dear friends, Danielle, from First Global Dinner, HeMan.org, and she's one of the organizers of PowerCon, lost her husband to cancer. It has hit the community quite a bit. Our hearts do go out to Danielle in this time of great sorrow. I mean, it, I'm still speechless because I know we. I was hearing that he was doing much better, but we never know in these cases. I don't know if you guys have been checking out the different forums, but on... Heman.org, they had a thread going about whether or not the fans are moving away from the line 
they criticize that there's less podcasts and news coming out about He-Man, about the Masters of the Universe line in general. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about it first. Well, I think we do have to address it. Yes. I mean, I know the one person, I don't know if I should reveal his username, did question how we went from a weekly series down to a monthly. I mean, we're still around. But I know from being on a podcast, when I first got into it, I thought, oh, it's going to be easy and all like that. Sometimes it's very hard to keep up with a podcast when it's weekly and there's no new information coming out for us to discuss. I know I get tired of going over the same things. I mean, we do try and keep you updated. And another thing that people don't realize, Renee and I hit a lot of the conventions trying to find news, making ourselves known as well as our podcasts, our websites. And also other things happen in life. Right. I mean, we didn't want to do a podcast on Mother's Day. The other three guys, they had to make sure they treated their wives, significant others, and their mothers on Mother's Day. It wouldn't have been fair. And life goes on. Well, I saw the post you were talking about, and I didn't want to reply to represent everybody. But I felt that he's not exactly wrong. No. Things have slowed down, and as much as I hate to say it, you know, this line's been on for like five, six years, I think seven, and we are facing fewer days ahead. It's, it's an, you know, it's sad, but, you know, I mean, there's always hope that something will start off, something will pick up later, but you're right, we don't have much news, we don't have, like, what we used to have. No, it used to be almost weekly, we'd have some kind of thing going on. I mean, even this year with the Maddie Collector reveals for San Diego, it was one figure. And I have to admit, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. At that, I, I expected uh, something else. I was expecting other things, but if that's what Maddie chooses to do, then all right, that's that's their call, and I am going to buy them when they go online and all that. But you know, there really isn't that much left in the line. And Toy Scott said it too: is that prices are going to go up. That's something you just can't avoid in life. Everything goes up, and eventually these will be too expensive to make. Yeah. And we're in that big lull that always happens every year between Toy Fair and San Diego Comic-Con. We don't get any reveals ever since Toy Toy Fair Magazine went out of business. We don't get reveals. We don't get little hints. I mean, even when I look at the Ask Maddie questions on the Maddie Collector, there's not much new things. I mean, the biggest thing that came out was that Sometime in 2014, subholders will have some kind of surprise. And that the $30 figure in Club Etheria is not Mermista. That's the only news that really has come out. That's kind of old, too. Yeah. So I I wanted to say, too, to the, the listeners, is that, too, we're fans of the line. And, you know, I, I have an opinion that... You know, if you're a fan of something, which derives from the word fanatic, I mean, you're crazy about it. You love it. You you want it. I want more media 
I want more than what we're getting now. And I have to, I, I've said it before in the other forums and all that. If we don't get a shot of something soon, you know, it's just going to go away. And those who talk about abandoning the line and saying, I'm done and all that. Well, you know, that's your choice. But, you know, don't don't call yourself a fan. I mean, you, the, the Star Wars guys are fans. They're buying everything they can. G.I. Joe, as much problems as they're having, and they're having it worse than us. They're still out there clamoring for that. Nobody's saying, oh, I don't want low light. I'll buy the Baroness, but I'm not buying low light. Come on. Yeah, I mean, and it's next to impossible to find a G.I. Joe figure out on the market. They still have the last movie toys out, and a lot of them are in clearance. And the subscription is giving them way more problems <laughs> than we ever had. Yeah, I mean, we might complain about the subscription, but I've heard from some of the Hasbro fans that we have it a lot easier. And they have to pay for the whole sub up front, not month to month. And theirs is almost all we paints. Imagine if we had to pay for everything up front. Oh, God. I did the math. I'm paying like close to 400 a year with the well, shipping they, and all that for these guys. Well, they figured the average uh, subscription is $512 before shipping. Because that's posted every uh, time the subscription is open. They have to give you the exact amount you'll pay in figures. And then they put the little asterisk. Plus shipping and handling and taxes not included. But hopefully within the next couple of weeks as we get closer, we'll hear things. I mean, we did see test shots of a prototype Eldor. Whether or not we're right that it's Eldor, we have to wait and see. Gee, I mean, what else could it be? <laughs> I thought it was Obi-Wan Kenobi. I thought Star Wars was coming over to Mattel. Yeah, but then you're the one who admitted you don't like Star Wars, so. I know. I'm trying to find some love for it. <laughs> but, I mean, I saw the figure. And, you know, cat's out of the bag. It's everywhere. You can't take down that picture. It is Eldor. There's stuff missing from the figure, of course, because it's a prototype. But, come on, it's it's Eldor. The figure looks great. I mean, we've only been waiting how long for an Eldor? Um, forever? Since Hero got, since Hero came out in San Diego Comic Con. Longer than that because he was, um, in the Mattel brochure for the 87, 87 or 88 line, but it got canceled before it went into production. So there were pictures of Eldor and Hero back in the 80s. So time will tell. Renee, I think we need to discuss issue 12, because if they haven't read it by now, well, shame on you. I want to do spoilers. <laughs> All right. So, again, we're letting everybody know that this is going to be a spoiler-filled uh, episode. So, And you have a point, Kelly. If they haven't read this issue and it's been already a few weeks, come on. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Been more after this comes out. I mean, I'm sorry. Is the next issue coming out next week? <laughs> uh, yes, Shira comes back! <laughs> but it will be a Grayskull issue. Yeah, it's the link between the two. Yeah, it's a filler, so, yeah, alright. A King Grayskull issue, sure. Yeah, I mean, we have to learn our past and see if they're cloning the sword of he or if it's two separate swords. 
in this uh, new canon. But, like I said, we are finishing up the f next arc where we were going into the underworld through the different loops. We left off where He-Man was going to be thrown into the final circle, which had the serpent's seal at the top, the seal of the snake men. And, well, what lies within part six, overall, I liked it, the whole uh, comic, but there was one part that I wish they would have given some more emotion to. So do we want to do this page by page or go right in the He-Man kick butt and save the day? Well, I don't think we need to go exactly page by page. <laughs> no, it's not as bad as the mini-com. No, I mean, actually, it, I gotta say, the artwork was pretty good. Can't complain about the artwork compared to how awful it's been. Well, as we went through each of those rings, it got better and better and better. <laughs> it was like a tree. Okay, we went through the first ring. Oh, we can see a little bit more. It's not as cloudy. Here it's perfectly clear. The artwork, there were some panels that were amazing. You know, one of my favorite shots early on was King Hiss blasting He-Man. And you see his wounds. You're not used to seeing He-Man wounded, you know, and he's got burn no. marks on his back and all that from the blast. And it's like, wow, it's first really time, brutal. Yeah, first time you really see him in agony. I mean, that is just an amazing pick where you see him really weak, defeated. And I really like King Hiss in this shots because we get some good shots of King Hiss. And you see, actually, instead of just being large snakes, he's different snakes, all twisted and coiled, which I thought yeah. was great. I mean, if you're going to redo the figure, that's how I want him to be redone. He's not yeah. just a bunch of snake heads and all that. He's actually, like, hundreds of different snakes and sizes and all that just twisted. Every, every species of snakes represent it. I mean, that's what I would imagine my King Hiss being like. I mean, you've got Tila acting more and more like a warrior and a leader. I mean, you really do see He-Man really wounded when they're bringing him to the circle. And Tila going and jumping in front saying, no, you're not doing this to He-Man. And that's where I have to say, that's where Tila redeemed herself, I think, from... From the, the Molly Cyrus yeah. version, well, yeah. Well, I say the awful versions, which, again, the Molly Cyrus, yeah, because she's an awful human being, um, tie into this. And I have to give credit. I mean, I did like her design. The character redeemed herself. And when I saw the sorceress again, I was, like, thinking, oh, man, they listened to you guys. <laughs> the cleavage is gone. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of Hemia being thrown in, it was Tila. And we get, I think in... We've waited 30 years for this moment. We've all known that the sorceress is Teela's mom. This is where I wish, I mean, I know they dedicated a few, pa two pages to this, but this is where I really want the emotional story where Teela's discovering who her mother is and her true destiny. I mean, it's almost like, okay, I, yeah, I understand. I forgive you. I mean, this could have been four pages easily. Maybe because I grew up knowing the secret, and these two pages made me go back and look at Teela's quest, the tides that bind, into the abyss, all those relationships, like emotional ones, where Teela wants to know who her mother is and can feel her mother, and yet is tortured that she cannot know the secret. 
Well, that and I have to say that the mother idea is kind of off because here it's she's a clone. No, they do say mother in the. Yeah, but they don't. There's no father. We don't know if she's a clone or not in the. Uh, See, new my pack. understanding, you know, from looking at the comic book, is that again she was magically cloned, like the original, you know, comic book version in the classic bio. But even if she is still a clone, she will still have tides feelings that, yes, this is your mother, because her experiences are not the same as the, as the sorceress, so they're not going to be identical. Well, yeah, that's been the debate about cloning, human cloning and all that. But, you know, still, I'm kind of iffy, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe it's a woman thing or something, <laughs> but if they get an exact copy, and I don't feel, you know, like if they get an exact copy of me and it's a child and all that, I'm not exactly going to see it like a son. I'm on it's a clone. It's a copy of me. Poor guy. And you know, it's just life is going to suck for him. But um I just keep thinking and you know, I'm like would I have some ties to this? Would I you know, I I probably wouldn't. But even the way she turned around and said said on the first of the two pages it is my greatest regret, child. My role as the sorceress made it impossible for me to be a mother to you. So that's telling me that she gave her away. Yeah, but what I, I see it here is that I kind of see it differently because I'm looking at the way she's drawn and all that. I don't see any humanity in her. I really haven't seen any humanity in the sorceress. No, you know, you saw it in Filmation. And even in, like, um, we saw the humanity in her. But here in the comic book, no. You know, she still stands off. She's larger than life. She is, I guess she's like a, I guess a spirit now. And I don't, I don't see it because, you know, she's standing with Tila. Like Tila is a, is her own action figure. And, yeah. and you know, I just don't see the connection there. I, I see her talking, but I just see her talking as in the sense to kind of just say whatever you're going to say just to calm her down. But still, she's like, it doesn't matter. You're going to do what we have to do. Right. And you're going to fulfill your destiny, which we do see her transforming into the new sorceress. Or is it the old sorceress because she becomes the goddess? And that's always a mixed bag for me here. But I did like, just to point out, I, did lo I love her design. Yeah. Her they listen to the fans. Which at this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, I think they got it wrong here. But okay, okay, I'm with you on that. <laughs> oh, you preferred the sorcerer showing all the cleavage. Well, it's a comic book. Yes, and I know most comic books are read by males. So they are trying to appease the uh, main buyers. Well, it's like those uh, the those female fantasy barbarian, all that, where they wear like chainmail bikinis. Oh, yes. And they're like, that armor does nothing in battle, but hey. That's even with Shiro's uh, outfit. I mean, very low cut, high skirt. No way she could do any of those flips with that skirt. Yeah, I mean, if it was real based woman warrior combat thing, you get something ugly like that girl from uh, Game of Thrones. But, uh, you know, in real life here, yeah, you got to have a little fantasy. So I'm like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm with you on this. I'm, I'm following. I mean, even with the He-Man shirtless with the pants, I can follow that. That's for us ladies who follow the comic books. Where he wasn't going to let King Hiss still win, 
even with Tila, at that point, I believe he still thought Tila was dead because she went into the last ring. Because it was the following page when we get to see Tila as the Green Goddess. And I gotta say, I love this design here because he looks more adult. Because to me before, he still looked, you know, even though he changed to He-Man, to Prince Adam, he still looked like a kid. Yeah. Here I think, they matured him. Yeah, as he went through each of the rings, he grew up, aged to what he should be. And nothing that we saw prior, because Filmation kept him as that goofy, adolescent, young adult. MYP, well, I want to smack Prince Adam so many times <laughs> for being a snot-nosed kid. And that's, the rebellious teen, and which that's is Cartoon the Network there. You know, that's uh, every teenage kid. Come on, Max Steel was like that. The kids on Voltron was like that. Like Lionel that. was like They're that. They're like that in real life. Come on. I know they are. I know they are, and you want to strangle them. But, you know, the kids connect to them. That was the point I was trying to make. Is right. They do that so the kids can connect to them. You know, the people who do these cartoons and all that, they're not stupid. No. And then, of course, we see the new goddess, and she's topless. <laughs> <laughs> Well-placed uh, parts of her headpiece. <laughs> Come on, she looks like she's going to the MTV Music Awards. <laughs> I thought she was showing out to be the next Lady Gaga, but I do like the design overall. I mean, it is an updated version of the goddess. Don't like that she's green-skinned now, Tila. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. And it actually ties in why the goddess and the original Tila always had the different snake components to the outfits. Well, i got to say, I'm kind of mad at them because that was my fanfic story idea. Did you put it online? Yes. They stole it. I know they did. I'm, I'm publicly accusing them of them stealing my storylines. I did have it because there is a connection. You know, I mean, they're kind of working with the mini-comic where they had that connection. And then here, yeah, you're starting to see her, and I agree with you. Overall, her design looks great. I, I really don't have it. I, I think it's a little plain. I would have liked to seen a little bit more, um, well, a little bit covering, too. But uh, <laughs> Well, they were trying to keep you males interested. <laughs> I know, but uh, something is just, I'm just not crazy about it, and... I don't know, it's just, I, the cover one looked a little different than the actual uh, design did, and I thought the cover one looked better to me. But I'm okay with this one. I'm okay with the way she looks, you know, she she has a design, she's very much the goddess, and I'm with them, I'm with, I'm with it so far, I'm really liking where this is going. And then, all of a sudden now, they have an army. That's my understanding, right? Yes. Because she pretty much killed, got rid of King Hiss. We don't know if killed or what. And Well, we know. <laughs> well, we know that He-Man sucker punched him. We know that he's not dead. Yeah. Yeah, he's in space. No, um, well. Well, something weird actually, is no. But now <laughs> she's the leader of the Snake Men. Well, Joni, what do we say in these comic books when there's something that just doesn't make sense but it's there? Magic. Magic, you know? Yeah, and Eternia has a, a lot of it. Yeah, because they rise, when they come back to the surface, they're at Snake Mountain. Which is really cool, because, you know, I mean, Skeletor is not in the picture. 
you need a fortress. Why not take over Snake Mountain? That's right. And I have to say, once again, Adam switches costumes, and I do like this King He-Man. Well, basically, if you look, it's the goddess that puts on the the H on his chest, which gives him the new armor. But the pants and all like that, he was in when he was still at in Subeternia. Well, it's a little design. It's kind of an upgraded design. Yes. Uh, I'm still not crazy about the brown or the red, I guess. But you know, I thought it. I thought he would have looked great if it was bare legs. Well, I think that's because we're used to him being bare legs. And it seems like they're trying to make him fit into the 52 with the design. Yeah, I know. 52 has an issue with tights, but uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with this, and I do like his overall design. I mean, it's stylized. It looks a little better than what it was before, and he got rid of the shirt. That's right. That's, I think, the biggest thing. He-Man can't wear a shirt. I'm sorry. Even when he went in into space with new adventures. He was shirtless. But we also get to see the humanity in He-Man now, also, where he refuses to wear the crown, and he's busy crying over the loss of his father. Yeah, because that's a mystery, too. I mean, how long has he been dead? I mean, throughout most of the different canons of He-Man, you only saw He-Man cry maybe twice. The end of... Secret of the Sword, when he fair wishes his sister a farewell, and there's that one teardrop, and the uh, problem with power. You didn't see it in the Mike Young. You didn't see it in any of the mini comics. I even went through the 80s version comics, and I didn't see it. So this is a big milestone where we're seeing him really cry, and it's not that single tear, and Stratos is becoming like that father figure for him comforting him in his moment where he can reflect on what he lost. That's kind of the thing that struck me. It's like Stratos has to be old at this point. Looking at him, you know, you actually see him without the goggles. You see him without his Power Ranger costume mask. You know, to me, he strikes me like he might be an older guy. Yeah, we don't know how long the Avions can live. Because remember, Stratos did fight in the uh, Great War alongside Captain Randor. So it might be that Adam slash E-Man might use him in the future ones as a confidant and a father figure to help guide him since he's now going to be ruling Eternia after they kick the Horde out. Well, he still has man-at-arms. Wait, do we? <laughs> what happened to him? <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. I think we lost him already. No, I don't think we did. Did we leave him on the surface before he came back? He wasn't part of the group. No. So it's possible, but also don't forget, we're going to probably see Man-at-Arms grieve with the loss of his daughter, even though daughter's still around, just has a new role, new destiny. Well, and I mean, He-Man is right here. That's not the sword. That's not Tila anymore. Right. They're, they're going to still have that mourning for Tila. It's kind of hard to mourn somebody when they're there. But, but they're not there. Yeah. It's a catch-22. And then we come to the last two pages where we actually see Adora going through the woods. This might have been that time, for those who follow, follow the Shira canon, this would have been episode three when He-Man challenged her to go forth and see what the Horde has done. 
and we're starting to see some of her humanity coming back as she helps that elder woman who I think is Tila, well, the sorceress, and is trying to guide her to where she has to be. That older woman is his. Yeah, it says, says his at the end. That was the oh, last thing written. Says, yeah, I didn't see that. My finger was covering that little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they're kind of letting you know that King Hiss is still around. But we're also starting to see the humanity in Adora. Well, here I think this was the journey. You know, the the in a film mission cartoon, I mean, they couldn't really delve into it because you had space no. and time. But obviously Adora went on a journey. The scar is gone because I remember me and Crespo had a discussion about that. About that scar, yep. Yeah, the scar, scar is gone. Her hair is long now. Not long like we're used to, but, you know, she has good length hair. Yeah, I mean, down to the shoulders, which really is where her where Dora's hair was even in the formation. So, you know, she's she would look good. I think now you're probably going to see the Adora that we're used to seeing and she going on uh try to redeem herself. Yeah, where she's already experienced the evils of the Horde. I mean, I really can't wait to see how the next arc goes. Now that these are done, uh, we finished the storyline. I wanted your opinions. You know, what do you think now of the entire, not just this issue, but the entire storyline we had here? They could have shortened it a little bit. Because there were issues that were like, please kill me. It's going on too long. But overall, I'm really glad because we saw the growth in our major characters. So for a long time, I think we need it. Going from that idiotic stage to the mature adult that we're used, that we need. So I'm really pleased with it. Yoni? <laughs> yeah. Um, probably not the best story arc. I don't know. Maybe it was a little better than the very first one, the mind wipe thing. Mm, of course, uh, at the beginning, the art style was horrible. Um, and I've never been a big fan of the Snake Man. But there was some <laughs> good things, especially in this last issue. And it was nice to see Tila become a sorceress because we haven't really seen it in any other um, canons or things. Oh, I'm with you uh, on that. I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> and uh, I agree that this version of King Heeman is better. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I'm, I'm with you 100% on all that you said. I mean, the artwork in the beginning was just so terrible. It was a mishmash, you know. It was hard to separate things in that. It looked like, you know, a high school kid's sketchbook. And I think, unfortunately, you know, that drove a lot of readers away. And I'm so, uh, I'm annoyed that that happened. And then I, there's stuff in here, you're right, Kelly, that some parts went on forever. And then there was just some parts that they just skipped over like crazy. Where they could have used more detail where you're like, Say what? Give us more info. <laughs> you know, the issue was like, how, you know, how they saved Mossman and all yeah. that to me needed to be drawn. Or I bet you they drew it and they cut it out. And 
Because that happens, you know. I mean, they cut out panels. They cut out pages. Just like a movie and all that. They cut out stuff. And I wish, like, they somehow, like, drew it real quick. Like, oh, look, there's a land. You know, they see, like, a green meadow. Or maybe they found an oasis in the in that desert that restored Mossman. You know, I mean, something easy like that. Where at least, you know, where they're carrying him and you see, like, a garden up ahead or something. Yeah. And then that would, oh, okay. Or maybe in that garden, too, you see, like, the parts of, of ships, airships, because, you know, they found an airship. So then easily you could have made that connection. Or you could have just seen, like, a bunch of ships and, and Strato says, I have an idea. And then that's it. And then the next panel you could have, the next issue you had them saved and all that. Okay, because, you know, people feel ripped off when you make these types of jumps and you really don't explain it. And people, when that happens, you know, you throw people out of the story. And when you throw people out of the story, you failed. You know, that's what I tell my uh, creative writing class. As soon as people are thrown off, you literally throw them out of your story. And they're not interested or they're upset. And so here, okay, I had that speed bump. That was a bump early on. And then, you know, to get back into it, it's it's a little hard. And I admit, these guys kind of slowly did it. They didn't quickly put me back in, but they slowly put me back into it. And I was getting into it, and the great plot twist, you know, King Hiss was Randor. I thought, I didn't see that coming. Randor's been dead for a long time, which makes you think, well, how long's that been going on? And then... You see the development, you see the them getting thrown out, and King Hiss trying to make it, and it was all a trap. And you're kind of seeing certain way develop, and then they threw in a great plot twist. I didn't think we would lose Tila. No, I didn't think so either. You know, they kind of did a Game of Thrones thing on us there. And we have now this, and I'm kind of curious. Yes, I mean, we have the, the Shira origin coming up, but... I don't know whether the issues are going to continue. I mean, we know the numbers are have slipped a little bit. So, again, you know, I wish I could rally fan support. but I mean, hopefully those who left and who are listening to this are willing to give the comic another try. Because right now that's our only source of new media. Yeah, and then, you know, I am looking forward to what's coming up. And I am looking forward to... Hopefully they'll end this because we still have a couple of storylines before, you know, hopefully the series comes to an end. And, you know, I want to see the end of uh, the invasion. I want to see what's going to happen to Orko. And uh, that's the major storylines we have right now. And to see if they can even break the curse to bring Queen Marlena home. Because remember at the end of DC versus Motu, she said she couldn't go because of the curse that Skeletor put on her. Well, now they got to break it to her that her husband's dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And she might have been sleeping with... <laughs> with a snake. Yeah, I keep thinking, like, ooh. I mean, there's a lot of things that still have to be wrapped up before uh, hopefully they end the series. And I hate how some people, and again, I'm not naming names, are holding things hostage. They're like, if I don't see this person or I don't see this, I'm done. And Mattel has gone on record that by the end of 2015, you will have all your vintage. You will have a majority of your pop vintage. You will have the main characters and the villains of New Adventures. I mean, they just 
started even touching the golden books with Goatman. They haven't touched the Ladybird. Is there anything really Ladybird except, you know, some regular looking people? I don't know. I mean, all I remember from the Ladybird was like that, uh, that one princess and all oh, the Skeletons or Skeletons. That's Ladybird. Right. But they didn't have much illustration. It was more of a real book. I mean, yes, there were pictures in the Ladybird, but compared to Golden Books, I would say Ladybird was more of a real book. Golden had a lot of pictures and one or two sentences on a page because they were geared for little kids. I know. It's just, to me, I just, I question whether people should be holding things hostage. No. I don't think they should. Because, I mean, there's stuff I wanted, and you don't know, but, you know, I mean, I like these figures. I like the line. I like, you know, I wasn't uh, a big Princess of Power fan. And I've seen a lot of people convert since Four Horsemen have done their magic on those Princess of Power girls. And I think they go really well with the figures. And, you know, I mean, the, uh, you know, I know Crespo loves her Glimmer, and I think Glimmer looks great in the line. I think the Star Sisters look great everybody is saying, and I'm holding Scorpio right now, and that's a great figure. Yeah. She is an awesome figure. But we just can't demand people to just do everything. And even then, I see people online saying, well, that's not the way I like it. I like them how I like them. And it's like, come on. We can't do this. And when it comes to this, you know, it's really disheartening. You know, and I have to give a lot of support. There are fans out there who avoid these groups now for this reason. Yeah. They don't want to participate. No. People are all the rude and disheartening things all over the line. And even on the different forums, you see it more and more where, yeah, there's been forums I've turned around and said, you know what? I don't want to even read anymore because you're getting me so upset with the negativity. I mean, we should be thankful. We didn't get this many figures when He-Man first came out in the 80s. We didn't get this many female figures when the Princess of Power came out in the 80s. I mean, yes, we had a lot of variants of He-Man and Skeletor through 2000. But these, all these figures look good together. They're coherent. None of them stand out, no matter what fraction they're from. And I keep enjoying it. I mean, I look forward to the 20, 21st when I normally get my packages because that means I can relive my childhood opening it up and getting a brand new toy to play with. And yes, there's figures that I don't like, but they still look good. They might not be ones that I'll keep out and play with and leave on my shelf, but because of the Four Horsemen's redesigns, I'm actually looking back at the few that I left in the package, in the box, in the bottom of my closet, because they were new adventures, said, maybe I should give them another chance and see how they are. I didn't bash that I'm getting a new adventures character. I mean, God, I loved how Axel and the whole team drew new adventures Shira. I want her now as a figure. But am I going to hold it hostage, saying if I don't get new adventures Shira, I'm not subbing up? No. In fact, it's not just hurting me if I don't sub up to continue the line. It's hurting my fellow fans. I'm not worried about Maddie's bottom line. I'm worried about that my friends Joe and Deval, Yuka, Danielle, Dan, they they don't get the benefit of 
more toys too. So holding one character as hostage is wrong. And if it's not the way you look, there's a bunch of customizers who will do it the way you want it. And I got to say this is that you, you do it because you love these things. And, you know, when I hear these people, I, I don't see the love. No. You know, I, I really don't. And I don't know why people, call, a lot of them, I think, you know, because they're, uh, I guess they're, they're hoping to sell these figures for a lot of money and all that. And, you know, those days will come. You know, they don't come right away, but they will but come. It takes a good 20, 10, 15 years before those days will come. Yeah, I mean, I remember Meagles on the stores for like five bucks, and now they're like 500. And it takes a while. It takes a while. You have to preserve it. You have to take care of this stuff. You'll be sorry when new media comes. And I do think eventually, I, I lost faith in, I lost faith in the movie. I'm gonna say that right now. I, I don't think the movie's gonna happen. I do think eventually we will see another animated series. I think you will see figures and characters that we despise, but you know, that they will be there. And you know, these people, I do think we need to just let them go and try to get new fans because new media will eventually come. And when it's back on TV, you're going to be sorry you skipped out on some of these characters. And hopefully we'll have this up before the Kickstarter program is over. But our friend Daniel, who designed Castle Grayskull Man, does have a Kickstarter program going. It's in the final 15 days to do a fan-made He-Man film, because he got sick and tired of waiting. And it's The Fall of Grayskull. Does have um, our friend Johnny, who did Triclops. He took third place at the PowerCon cosplay. He did all the costumes, and he is also starring in it. Uh, Dan is backing it, and I'm just trying to find the site. It is at kickstarter.com. It's He-Man Fan Film, Fall of Grayskull by Daniel Benedict. And I got a wrestler, right, to be He-Man? Yes. I'm trying to, they don't have all the, the name of the wrestler on the. Yeah, we covered it on Nerds on the Couch. This is something I remember. They got a professional wrestler to be He-Man. Yeah, I'm looking at the Kickstarter program, and I know there's also a website to help. I think it's hemanfilm.com. I will post it on TGR Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash TGR club. Yeah, and repost it on Nerds on the Couch. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be reposting it quite a bit because we're he's halfway there. He needs another $4,000 to meet the goal in order to complete it by May 29th. So he's halfway there. A lot of the big names in the He-Man and Shira community have dedicated money to help help this project. Come on. Sony's sitting on their butt. So this is the only way we're going to get a film. Well, people ask about the movies, and I got to, you know, those who know the business knows that sometimes things just don't happen right away for whatever reason. People are interested in doing it because, you know, if not, they would have just abandoned it or they would have let the rights fall. And as soon as the rights fall, somebody else grabs it. So, you know, they are interested, but. I mean, Sony did not let the rights fall because I think they would have fallen by now. This just shows how some of us are just getting so impatient. 
we've been waiting since 87 to get a film. So you know this is going to be, this film is done with a lot of love. I got to see most of the costumes last year at PowerCon, and the costumes are dynamite. Well, I was talking about the the actual movie. Well, Daniel does have a background in film, so I think it will be. I don't think we would have had had it go this far and it coming out like garbage. So I will be posting it. I'll also be tweeting it. So even if it's a dollar, that's a dollar more closer to our goal, to his goal. Yeah, and I hope to see it. I mean, we need something. I mean, this is my call for help. This is my call for Mattel fans. You know, they complain about how there's nothing right now. And yeah, there is nothing. But in those moments right now, do something. Yeah. I mean, make it, you know, do something to make things happen. And even though there is always going to be lulls, there's always going to be downtime. Come on, you know, we got the artists, we got something. Let's encourage people to make their own mini comics. Let's, you know, let's do certain things to keep things going can't keep it all you can't keep expecting one group to keep making everything and again pressure mattel to say hey we want a cartoon you did a you did a they have all these web cartoons for ever after high monster high yeah. hot wheels come on yeah i mean come on let's tell them to do something you want them back put them back demand it say hey you know you get these uh awful max cartoons I'm sorry, but overall, they're not good. You know? <laughs> let's let's get that same company and make He-Man. Let's put a CGI animated series out there. I bet you it'll be on on Nickelodeon. Well, even if they start with their own in-house production team, which they now have for these web episodes, because they're really hot with the Monster High, Ever After High. I'm not sure on the Hot Wheels. I haven't looked at those. Where within one to two days, there's over 10,000 hits. I'm sure if they started out with the He-Man, we could see them. Because DreamWorks is also coming out with a retro TV where you can get full episodes of all of the filmation library online. And they're also doing it for another one. Uh, I forget the name of the other country, it, other um, company that they bought. But it's all different kung fu and fighting uh, TV that they're going to have on the retro channel. Oh yeah, it turns out, yeah, you're right. Mattel is in production with uh, Fermentel Media to do the Max deal. It's a 50-50. But also, Mattel did open up their own in-house production company for these web episodes yeah. that are two to three minutes long. You can't tell me they can't do something like that for He-Man. And you know, I mean, it, it, push it. Let's all push it. Let's all, you know, for all of us who have the uh, ass Maddie, let's all put in there saying, hey, what's the status? How are, you know, are you guys talking to media? Every one of us, heman.org, all the ones that do the ass Maddie, ask him the same questions. And fill up their ask Maddie forum page with the questions. Make Scott push the issue with the other people in Mattel. Only way he could do that is if he has everyone keep asking and asking and bugging him about it, because that and he could say, look, the fans are demanding this. And I'm sure if we started out with web episodes, even if it's once a month, I know Monster High normally it's twice a month, they get a new episode ever after it's twice a month. 
But they put them in every language, so everywhere around the world they can see them on YouTube. That would unite all of us fans again, because there have been a lot of breaks with everyone bickering, and satisfy a lot of us who want new media. Yeah, and I think if you push the new guys, you know, I mean, I know you don't like them, but if you do like a laser lot story with a King He-Man, you know, a Preternia story, that would get people talking. Or same thing, you have, you know, the new characters. You People are not familiar with uh, Extendar because, again, you have these people who are, if it's film, if it's filmation, I love it. If it's not, I don't care. I'm like, Extendar was in the line. He was one of the last figures made. And he was featured in the magazines. He was featured in the UK comic books. Hey, let's put a story with him and He-Man having an adventure with uh, Blast Attack, you know? Different combos to get these people talking. And I think that's the only way we're going to get it, at least till we get on to TV and eventually a major motion picture in the theaters. And it's a great way to introduce a new generation because our kids spend a lot of time online, on the Internet, and I think that might be the way we have to go. I mean, Godzilla came back huge this weekend. Let's bring up, you know, G.I. Joe is coming, Transformers is coming, which I have to say, those toys are awful. Oh, God. They're awful. I saw the brand new uh, Transformers toys. They're horrible. Horrible. But people are buying them because the word Transformer is on it. Ninja Turtles is coming, and as much as we complain about the the look and all that, you know the movie's going to do huge. Yep. Because we're all going to be in line to see it. And right now... I know I went to the toy store again yesterday after I got out of seeing Godzilla. The aisles are empty right now. They're just starting to get in their summer movie merchandise toys. And they're moving out all that old stuff. You're going to see all this hitting the stores. I know Godzilla's already hit Toys R Us around May. Next month, Playmates set at Toy Fair is when they're going to launch the movie Turtle Toys. Transformer movie toys are already out. And we're all looking forward to that Megan Fox <laughs> Well, she does have something to wash, though I don't think she'll ever live down that scene with Bumblebee. <laughs> oh, she's an awful actress. Well, someone must like her. Okay, I think that's about a wrap for us. So join us next time when we look at a couple of bios that have come out. Hopefully Crespo will have internet and we'll be starting our convention coverage because convention season is upon us. I would like to thank everyone for listening and remember to check out our friends over at heman.org, maddiecollector.com, and voice your opinions on facebook.com forward slash TGR club. And if you need more geek and nerd stuff, check out Nerds on the Couch podcast live every Thursday night at 9 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, I believe you're in. Yeah. Or Fridays when we have it up on our uh, channel on the Nerds on the Couch Facebook page. And I have been posting also on TGR Club. So I wish you a good journey. Till next time. Renee, wishing you all a good journey. Uh, I'm Yoni. Good journey.